The galaxy is burning. Brother fights brother. And treason splits the Imperium of Man. This is the Age of Darkness. Welcome to the Remembrancer's Retreat. Coming to you from within the depths of the Vengeful Spirit. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Remembrancer's Retreat, a Warhammer 30k Horus Heresy podcast. Unofficial, I should say it's unofficial. My name is... It's true. <laughs> in case anyone had any any questions. Yeah, anybody had any thoughts, GW would never allow me to say fuck as many times as I has on this podcast. But here in America, we like our rights. My rights! Drop the F-bomb whenever you feel like it. Anyway, regardless, it's been a while, guys. Been four or five weeks... Caro has been doing her book club, and it's been going great. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about Legion, which is one of my, I feel like one of the unsung heroes of the Horus Heresy, <laughs> like books, right? Yeah. Um, just because it's been so long now since it came out, and like everybody's like, oh, everybody knows Alpharius and Omegon are two different primary. No, we didn't. <laughs> it blew my mind. Not back man. then. But yeah, so that final episode will be posted um, after this episode. But I was like, it's it's time to just get back together, talk a little bit. And Austin was like, yeah. Stephen was like, yeah. Everybody was like, yeah. And then here we are. Everyone else <laughs> failed you and bailed. Please okay. direct your Patreon directly to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, you know things are just crazy these days. But yep, no, we're here. We're gonna talk. Titanicus, we'll talk terrain, mm-hmm. and it's been slow on the heresy uh, news front. It's been, yeah, it's the middle of August right now. <laughs> it's on the back end of the middle of August right now. Yeah. And the last thing we heard was, uh, let's see, the- uh, The Oopsie Daisy Praetor. Yeah, the Sons of Horse Praetor. Yep. And just looking at Warhammer Community and just looking at the dates they've been posting- Horse Heresy stuff, by the time this releases, they'll probably already have just released a new model. So Hopefully, we'll be very excited for it. Hopefully, they'll spill the beans on that delightful photo that was around the internet photos. a couple months ago. Yeah, photos that now everyone is trying to pretend never happened. We remember. <laughs> <laughs> so, but besides that, uh, Titanicus, uh, I think it was earlier this week, came out with- today. As, as of recording today. Today. Yeah. That was two days ago. Today's okay. the 18th. Was it? Wait. Time this came out a- two days ago, Austin. Time is an illusion. I thought it was today. You're sitting, down my, you're sitting in my house right now thinking that this came out today. We talked about this two days ago. It's wild. It's, anyway. It's been a rough pandemic, bro. <laughs> War Master Iconoclast Titan. Of course, you know, you could have just gone with it because nobody would have known we recorded this. I, I know. And it threw me off. I was like, I was thinking, was it today? Have I been at work for 24 or 48 hours and not realized? That it? is commitment to truth and journalism right there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Jesse Irvin, keep me on the straight and narrow. Um, yeah. And it's fucking wild. Mm-hmm. They've decided that, you know what? That Warmaster Titan, you know what it needs? To be able to punch people to death. <laughs> and a giant chainsaw. Mm, needs more fist. Yeah. You can't punch somebody with it. Is it really a titan? As a Warhound player, I would say yes. But apparently, uh, they digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a 
fun little uh, intro video, which was kind of cute. I it felt it. a lot very more 40k than 30k, but they're having fun with it. Yeah, and they're, honestly, they're enjoying it. it. Yeah, I can't I can't complain. Yeah. No. Who knows? Maybe they're trying to set the stage for a little like orc action or something. I'm not gonna yeah. complain. Yeah. But there is still plenty of heresy to go. Yeah. And this thing, this it also makes me happy. So it's the War Master, it's got a giant fist. Uh you can have it either as a siege drill or a giant grav weapon, the name of which eludes me. That's um, a t- t- siege drill or curious a curious grav imploder is the other weapon uh, that you can make the fist. And then of course there's the obligatory chainsaw that looks to be the size of a warhound. Um, and this makes me very happy because in the last spoiler, spoiler for Mortis, Mortis spoiler. All right. So in the last siege of terror book, Mortis has like a formate, like a maniple of these things mm. hitting the wall. Yeah. And it didn't make a lot of sense how they were doing it. They're just like, oh, we're just going to run to the wall and fucking knock it over. <laughs> and at the time, this big girl didn't have any close combat weapons. You're like, mm-hmm. that's kind of dumb. You should really just stand just, like just blast half it from a mile away. Yeah. What's all that plasma doing? No, they were probably these. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Which and makes looks, a lot more sense. Yes, it does make a lot more sense. Uh, we don't have any of the stats for the weapons yet. That hasn't come out. Um, My guess is vicious. Yes. God, it's so beautiful. Vicious and nasty, and I don't know what the hell's going on. I, I love everything about it. It also comes, if you're, for the keen-eyed observer, uh, with a new carapace like the top weapon yep got some gatling a giant gatling which i love gatlings i think are probably my favorite shield stripping weapon right now Um, it almost looks like some mortars over there hang on i know they call this mm -hmm. out somewhere on the yeah no the article it's it's got mortars which i think let's see cruciator gatling array which is the shoulder mounted apocalypse missiles possible blast guns melt cannon and more so maybe they're part of the and more uh in that context. Mm-hmm. But what I'm really interested in is that reactor card. Yeah. You can give uh, a war master Titan because obviously the things are slow, right? They go mm-hmm. like six inches max speed. Uh, the shoulder or the armpit guns, it almost looks like flamers. And it's really, oh, yeah, confusing no, those, me. those are flamers. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, the other one had a, had the capability to have, Shoulder, nipple mounted flamers as well. Okay. I don't own one, so I never really. Uh, yeah, it is very much a fuck you night that got too close. Thing, so aggressive looking. Yeah, it it's amazing looking. I don't know what the hell it's going to do, right? Because it, it's slow and it's armed with nothing but close combat weapons. But I'm hoping that reactor card, um, which right now does some fun stuff, but nothing mm-hmm. crazy. I'm hoping that this one, instead of like giving it a bunch more shields or whatever, to make it tankier to live to get to range instead just makes it faster. Mm. Like, yeah. Cause every other, you know, every other one of these, that reactor is fueling a plasma gun. That's the main gun on a Titan or cooling down stuff. Yeah. yeah just like, yeah, the, the super coolant or whatever. This thing doesn't need coolant. <laughs> This thing doesn't need to generate, you know, a city's worth of plasma energy to fire things. It just needs speed. It just needs speed and enough Prometheum to spin that giant chainsaw. 
What's what's the movement on the normal war master? I can't uh, remember. Four six. Okay, I think. so similar to a yeah, it's like a warlord okay. warlord speed warlord maneuver. Um, so like fine for a gun platform, mm-hmm. but you're not catching like you're not punching anybody to death yeah. if you're boosted speed six. Uh, there are some legios that can get you much much faster for a turn or two. A storm can get you to up to eight inches for the first two turns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if so you, boost. You, know, you full stride and you go sixteen. That's not terrible. No, but depending on where you put it, yeah. But I'd I'd want to be fast all the time, <laughs> uh, just because I'm like it's it's a huge point sink. Yeah, even even if those weapons are massively discounted from the the actual gun weapons, uh, but God, it looks sexy. Put the fear of the God Emperor into somebody. Yep. Arriving soon. Mm. And seeing as it, it's already built, painted up, they're just giving it the loadout. They got the artwork and everything. I can't imagine this not being a very long wait. Or I can't imagine this being a long wait. Yeah, no. I, I would guess that this is going to be with the Trader Legio's book, mm-hmm. which should be a quarter three, quarter like sometime this year, right? Sometime this year it should drop. Yeah. Uh, which has me very, very excited because I play a Trader Legio and... Yeah, it so, must be sexy. Yeah, on the internet they mentioned that uh, for the 40k roadmap that they put out, that there are no codexes coming out in October for 40k. Huh. So huh. some people have speculated that could be you know could be another Sigmar release, could be Titanicus, or could be. Do we have the Sigmar release yet? Yeah, that came out in the summer a few months ago. No, their their release, oh, like their release windows. Not a clue because they do like to bounce back and forth. Although yeah. they've done, I feel like recently, less of like a month of this followed by a month of that, and it's mm-hmm. been more like they just bounce back and forth weekly. Yeah, I, I can't say I've really been paying too much attention. It, and it's and it's harder in the summer because like they were releasing the new. Age of Sigmar edition, and now we've got, like, the new Kill Team, which has kind of thrown things out of kilter for, like, their <laughs> standard releases. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, who knows? Maybe that is, you know, maybe it'll be Titanicus and uh, Aeronautica. Titanicus, Aeronautica. Yeah. Necromunda's probably due for something here soon, too. Yeah, yeah. Could just be a, a specialist gaming mode. Well, they just came out with the... Um oh, not the, Vans, not the Vansar. The... Uh, uh, the... Delac, the new Delac. Yeah, the Delacs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the Dark City guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but who knows? Maybe it is a whole thing of specialist games. It will just be a renaissance to set everybody up for Christmas with Horus Heresy 2.0. Keep you warm at night. I can live with that. Mm-hmm. Yep, August 21st, September 20. Why do I keep saying 21st? September, August 2021. Yeah, bro, it's 2021. <laughs> Get we're more yeah. than halfway done. And yeah, October is noticeably blank for a 40K codex. And I have no idea what the Sigmar roadmap looks like. So they probably don't have one because I feel like nobody <laughs> cares. Um. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> Some good looking models in the Sigmar verse. It's true. It's true. I did get that free uh, Sigmar and they were hanging out, handing out yeah. and immediately turned him into a vampire lord because <laughs> it's, it's just a cool model. I got another yeah. one. Just to have is like the model. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Speaking uh, speaking of other modeling, been up to anything recently as far as hobby? Yeah. So um, I started doing some touch up work on my uh, Beastman Militia Army, mm-hmm. which has played all of one game. 
because I started it in a pandemic and I was like, oh, it'll be a great, like when I'm on my two week on two week off, I'll like paint this army up and then everything will be better six months from now and I'll be able to take it to Nova 2021. Yeah, yeah that's been depressing. Um, so moving on from that, <laughs> um, we're, we've got a Necromunda campaign that's looking ready to start. So I've also been working on my Cawdor gang, mm. which has been a lot of fun. Um, doing a sort of fisherman themed. Okay. Um, fishers of men. Yeah. They're going to be fishers of men. It's, it's the cult of the heron. So I took the, uh, what is it? The, not beast grave. Warcry? Warcry, yeah. I took the Corvus Cabal. Yeah, right? yeah. And I just took those heads with the bird skeleton, like the bird skulls, mm -hmm. and just slapped those onto Redemptionists and uh, regular Cawdor gangers. And I don't think I did anything else really like heavily converted, except they all, you know how they all wear nooses? Yeah, right? yeah. Um, I wasn't like thrilled with that aesthetic. So sure. I cut off <laughs> the, yeah, like I'm a, Bearded, balding white guy in the South. Like, I, I yeah, I, just does not. It, it's a bad look for yeah, me. Yeah. Like, they're great models. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. Paint them up the normal way. Great. But you're sitting there like, mm. but I went to the West Point of the Confederacy. So, like, <laughs> we, we, we can't, right? Yeah. We can't. Um, but anyway, I saw those Corvus Cabal and I was like, Cult of the Heron would be cool. Like, a gang of people from like some Cawdor clan. That, you know, some sump lake and they just are skimming like the oil and chemicals off the top to sell. Um, so they've got those masks. Yeah, I, I think I saw some of the pictures you posted. Yeah. And so I cut off the nooses uh, and put fish hooks. So it looks, mm -hmm. it looks mm -hmm. like a, mm -hmm. a fishing line. Um, so, you know, it's, it's coming along pretty well. I'm just going to pull it off and just take a swing. Yeah. Yeah. So I've just, I've painted a couple of test uh, what I'm going to use is juves, which don't have the heron masks because there's mm. only nine of them and there's like $50 a box. <laughs> um, yeah. But the full gangers have those masks and I've just started painting like the first three of those. So only uh, five more and then all the bases and then that. <laughs> by <laughs> Sunday, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, and I'm experimenting with like water effects in the bases. So mm -hmm. it's, it's been cool. It's been a cool little project. Very cool. What have you been up to? Uh, slowly repainting some of my real old Dark Angel uh, character models. Hmm. Stuff nice. that I had for years and years that it's like, ah, eh, time for a little touch up. Yeah, like your your Gen 1 paint jobs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like my apothecaries and stuff. And also slowly working again on that uh, Necromunda, Horus Heresy, uh, Knights Errant. Oh, yeah. Gang, so. Yeah, that'll be, you there. should get those ready for Kill Team. Mm. That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, I, they I should fit just fine. Yeah, I know nothing about the rules, but they're all just regular Marines with pretty basic weapons or mm -hmm. weapons that could be pretty basic. Yeah, I'm sure they'll fit. They'll fit right in the 40k aesthetic. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're time traveling. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Caro uh, is working on her uh, Artel W Angron, the Red Angel model. She has a beautiful model. Mm -hmm. like, there are very few like like third party sculpts like. There, there's beautiful third-party sculpts out there, mm -hmm. but I think that's that may be the only one that I like better than its Forge World equivalent. I I think I agree with you on that one. Like at least, especially for the Primarchs. Like I know, hands mm -hmm. down, the other Primarch stuff that's out there, like it's not bad by any means. Some of it feels almost a little cartoonishly bulky for mm -hmm. a lot of them. But 
I mean, that's just anger on man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just, yeah. he's just big and angry. Mm-hmm. He's just going to be that way. Yep. And at some point I need to finish up my uh, Goliath gang. Ah. Play with a Sunday. Come play with a Sunday. Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I'll show up. Maybe I'll show up. Do I got, it. I got stuff on Saturday. I'm going up to uh, Maryland for, uh, Oh yeah. They got, uh, yeah. Up in Maryland, they have a small little, uh, horse heresy, uh, pickup game, you mm-hmm. know, just break the ice, you know, just one last time before we all go back on lockdown. Yeah. Thanks, Delta. I, I, I was, I've decided to give that a miss because of everything. Yeah. I, yeah. Teetering on the edge here, but I was like, well, I also playing pack mule for a few people who need to yeah, get stuff up in Maryland. You're fully vaxxed anyway. And it's going to be, from what I hear, it's going to be like masks and everything. So it should be yeah. all right. Yeah. But Jesus Christ. At the same time. Fucking Delta. Get vaccinated. If you're listening to this and haven't been vaccinated yet and aren't immunodeficient yeah. or like, you know, currently undergoing cancer treatment. Yeah. If you're physically able to. What the fuck is wrong with it. you? Get it. Please just get it. Yeah. We'll send you a sticker. And it'll be, it'll say, finally, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I uh, also built the box of grots that I picked up for no discernible reason when I was at the Warhammer store. Because like, <laughs> yeah, why not? Grots are great. Yeah. And I figure with the uh, the contrast method I have, it'll be just a fun little project to put mm-hmm. together. So mm-hmm. I did end up putting them together. And man, some of those kits really show their age. But Yeah. <laughs> They're not the newest <laughs> models. That's still a lot of fun. But they got a lot of character. Like, Mm -hmm. I I love all the, like, Gretchen, Snotling models. It's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. I still have somewhere the old metal Snotling that's just given the finger. (laughs) Great. (laughs) I think Kara's got a box of the Gabapalooza somewhere. Mm. But unfortunately, I can't play all of those guys in Kill Team by himself, which is a shame. Oh, you got to have, like, an orc to go with them? Well, I mean, they do come with the... uh, The Runt Herd? Yeah, the Runt Herd. I don't know. I haven't looked at the uh, actual... Anything. I mean, all the screenshots or anything. I've kind of missed out on. I've been like, oh, those new orcs look good. Oh, that deathcore looked good. I know nothing about the rules. (laughs) Did you pick up the box? No. No. Same here. I didn't. I, God knows I have barely enough time to play anything else. So, yeah, like one, I've got too much terrain now. So I don't (laughs) have the terrain. Thank you, Nick Quanga, for, yeah, uh, for it's all in my house (laughs) on one of my gaming tables. Partially built. We did build a shit ton of it. Like a lot of it's built. But, but there's a shit so, ton left. So much left. So. Um, but it's delightful. I have plans for it. We're was thinking about a 30K event this fall, but apparently not. Yeah. Um, we can't get our shit together. Can't get our shit together. Uh, really wish I was in New Zealand right now. Uh, but yeah. anyway. <laughs> and not just to play Warhammer. <laughs> right? Um, to visit all the Lord of the Rings yeah. <laughs> places too. Yeah. And just... Uh, in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been watching a lot of Wellington Paranormal. Mm. It's delightful. Uh, but now we're just wildly off track. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I have enough like small projects um, that I felt like if I'm going to get into Kill Team, it'll be with like the Death Watch that I have lying around. Sure. Or like any of the other half dozen projects. Maybe one of my old 30K or Marine forces that never got off the ground because I'm too deeply in love with Space Wolves. <laughs> uh, so that. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait for the plastic, the box set for Kriegers. Yeah. I can wait. Yeah. To start a new militia army. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm not, definitely not getting to a a Krieg militia army, but I'll definitely pick up the book and the compendium and see where it goes from there. Mm -hmm. After a while, uh, yeah, the, uh, the shapes don't bother me anymore. It's like, okay, (laughs) 
I got yeah. this. I, I have a long tradition of learning like GW games without without owning the rule book at all. Um, <laughs> I think it was. Yeah, I the only 40k rule book, and I've been playing since third edition. The only 40k rule book I owned uh, when the edition was active, because I did pick up the fourth edition one like three years ago, mm-hmm. um, is the eighth edition core rule book. And I played one game of it. So I'm figuring that's bad luck. Yeah. Was that the game that we all played at the Warhammer store on release day? Yes. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I may have played one other game. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but like, same thing with like 30K. Like, I didn't get the Horus Heresy rules yeah. for until good. recently. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that being said, so I got a confession to make. Mm. Uh, one of our buddies, Mike, came down to a just roll some dice with me because I was like, I'm a little rusty. Mm-hmm. You know, before I go up to Maryland for this event, I want to, you know, roll some dice. And we played a couple small games and the Horus Heresy has really shown its age now. The rules, well, still fun. Boy, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff out when there you now. have memorized everything. Yeah. It's like, oof, there's a lot of quality of life uh, updates that it could seriously use. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to that in the new edition. I really am. Um, One of the biggest things that I'd forgotten, I I never really thought about too much, but at the same time, really wish it has now. Uh, Being locked in combat. Oh, you don't like that? Like, so I like what ninth edition has where you can choose to fall back. There's some, you know, Mm -hmm. negatives for falling back, but being stuck when you got your last two units on the table and just some other stuff that can't do anything and you're just sitting there rolling dice. It gets to a point where it's not quite fun anymore. I'd I don't like know it what to it be is. a little little snappier, a little uh, just little, a little, like a little bit, deadlier. Just a, a little deadlier would be fine, but maybe just a little bit more um a little more dynamic as shitty a word as I hate to use, but well, unfortunately, Jesse, yeah. uh, with the pictures of that new box set, mm-hmm. you're probably about a year late <laughs> with, <laughs> with your suggestions to update. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll come in an FAQ or something. But. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I, I do like that. But it was weird. Like, I think I've, I feel like I've finally come to the point where, yeah, I enjoy the setting. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the models. And I really don't get a shit what they do with the game at this point. <laughs> What a weird thing for a man it's, who runs a 30K podcast. It's I'm I'm looking forward to freshening up a bit. Yeah, yeah, as am I, as am I. Um, which is actually one of the reasons I'm a bit bummed to like miss miss this event because I mm. get a feeling like the way everything's going that this will probably be the last 30K event Well, in this edition. Like it, it very well could be. Like if there's a new edition, you know, November, December time frame, mm-hmm. like, are we running events in the next two months? Well, you're more than welcome to bring 4,000 points of wolves and we'll just beat the shit out of each other. drink beer and beat the shit out of each other. That I like. That I like. It'd be a fine send-off. It would be. And maybe we'll finally get a battle report in one day. <laughs> God, right? <laughs> <laughs> Four years and we, I think Dave put out the one Titanicus battle report. Mm. Mm. <laughs> On YouTube somewhere on that channel that I never touch because we don't do battle reports. Nope, that's not our thing. What do you think we are good at this game? <laughs> God, it would take like ten times longer to edit. It's like shit. I forgot this rule. Yeah, Go back. No, no. 
I, I'm just old let it school ride anyway. Let, I want, let it ride. Let I the, want a written battle report, damn it. Something I can have up in the office without headphones on so it looks like I'm working. <laughs> so you're volunteering is what you're saying? <clears throat> Absolutely not. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, I think it's looking forward to a new edition. Mm-hmm. Whatever comes up, I'm really curious to see how far. I, I don't, ex- it's one, on one hand, I expect them to do some serious changes, but on the other, probably not so much. Yeah. Seeing well, as they're, the old world is coming. <laughs> right. Uh, and there's still a scatter die in that. Yeah. That box set, which makes me very happy because that's one mm-hmm. of the things that annoys me about the, and templates, mm-hmm. still templates, um, which I like. Like for, for Titanicus, the templates, don't feel like they're slowing down the game at all. Like yeah. Everything, it just makes it more dynamic and interesting. Let me go with dynamic again. <laughs> um, but there is Synergy. there is something to be said when a quad mortar really isn't that nasty a weapon, but it's impolite to bring it just because a battery takes for fucking ever. Yeah, I don't want to spend five minutes looking, engaging. Like I like you guys heard me talk about this before, the, uh, the spicular rocket system on the uh, whatever tank they call that thing. Mm-hmm. I forget what it's called. I don't own one. I love the rules, though, where you're not counting every single individual model under a unit mm-hmm. or under it's the just template. If the, if the unit is hit. You just check the template. Does it cover it? Okay. Mm-hmm. You get this amount of hits. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Yeah. And that I think I think that would be a nice way to like, well, I mean, that, that has its pros and cons, right? It does make it a lot sure. easier. It does make you not want to spread your models out. Um that's true. It would it actually do a job? Yeah, you'd want to you'd want to keep everything tight. But now you get tight knit formations, which isn't the worst thing in the world either. And I mean, honestly, like if this was like a, a realistic sci fi setting, it'd be like that's fucking dumb. But look on the cover of literally any book with a space marine on it. Are those space marines two and a half inch coherency? No, they are not. They are shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> so like, all right, and who knows? Maybe like, I mean, then you could pull out the actual like the. Uh, the movement trays and stuff. God, I I did that for a Imperial Guard Army in Fourth Edition. It was great. <laughs> had the close order drill doctrine and uh-huh. just had had my little movement trays. So everybody being base to base. It was fantastic. Um, but yeah, and who knows? Like maybe if they had like you know most blasts work that way. But like, hey, a flamer template still hits every individual model it touches. So yeah, and maybe, that's not as terrible. No, that's a lot easier because there's no some scattering reason, yeah. involved. And for, yeah. For some reason, the flame template is just a lot easier to read. Mm-hmm. You just put it down however you want. But yep. it is. People are on fire. Light this way. Yeah, we're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I'm very hopeful. Very mm-hmm. hopeful with uh, whatever whatever this new edition has in store for us. We're just like in a holding pattern at the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know what's not in a holding pattern? What, Jesse? We're going to talk about terrain. So let's talk about terrain. That was a terrible segue. I am. I thought you were going to go somewhere completely different. It's like, I don't know how he's going to bring this around to terrain, but let's see. The answer is just, 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 I'm just going to wedge it in there. Awkward transition. The square peg fits in the round hole. Let's go. Here we go. Yeah. Um, So we were kind of talking, you know, prior to this about like, hey, what do you want to talk about? And like, you know, as we mentioned, there's not been a whole lot of interesting news on the 30K front. I think every, everybody on earth you know, that cares. So you, the listener, me, Jesse, and like 10 other people kind of holding, holding our breath for whatever this new edition comes out. Um, we realized, I don't think we've ever really talked about terrain. Uh, 
If we have, it's been a long time ago, and yeah. the quality was probably terrible, so you probably shut off that episode about five minutes in, because... I really hope you haven't listened to any of our first, like, dozen, two dozen episodes. More like 50 or 60. Let's not go that far. <laughs> like, yeah, back in the days where there were 12 of us, all on our mics at home, not these sexy yep. ones that Jesse purchased with your lovely Patreon dollars, yep. turning it back You helped in. me help your ears. Yeah, look at that. Uh, but yeah, so we wanted to talk about terrain and not so much the like, oh, this is, you know, gives you five up cover. and This is how you should use five up cover. One, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably, you know, are fair, at least vaguely familiar with how the rules work. That was another thing. Mm. Now that I remember playing with Mike. There's no real good reason, unless there's real nasty stuff on the board, there's no real good reason for Space Marines to ever be in cover. No. And not. we were playing a low-point game where we didn't have a lot of nasty stuff, so we were just walking around, and this cool table that I put together really had no fucking effect on the game. Yeah, disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's another thing. I Like, Ninth Edition has a lot of terrain rules, mm -hmm. but a lot of good stuff in there, too. I like the idea of someone taking negatives to hit something because... That target is behind cover. Yeah. It makes sense. And, and that used to be a thing, right? That used to be a thing. I'm also not entirely opposed to the, the sort of rules where, like, if you're in cover, you don't get any sort of invulnerable save, right? No mm -hmm. cover save. Mm -hmm. It just improves your armor. Right. And then there are, neg like, any given weapon, like like an 8th and ninth edition, like, mm -hmm. oh, the bolter is minus one to your armor. Well, if I, even if I'm in two-up armor, there's still a reason for me to get in the forest because mm – -hmm. When that bolter comes, I'll still have a two up and that'll be delightful. Um, but what we wanted to talk about was sort of the more big picture um, terrain, you know, like, hey, how much terrain do you really need on a board? You know, like what what kind of terrain should you be looking for? You know, right? like we're 18 months into this pandemic. We're heading back into, you know, lockdown 2.0 here in America. And, you know, some of you are like, hey, I'm vaccinated. My buddy's vaccinated. Uh, I still don't feel real comfortable going to the game store. Uh, F it. Now's the time to build my own terrain. Or like, hey, maybe you made a bunch of terrain uh, during one of your previous lockdowns and now aren't quite sure what to do with it. Well, that's what we're talking about here today, ladies and gentlemen. So we were talking and like the, the traditional terrain for 30K, right, is about 25% of the board. Right, needs to be some sort of terrain. Anything less than that, and you might as well not have any, right? Like, I'm sure, I'm sure we've all been to like an event or a tournament, maybe not 30K, but like I've played in some 40K events where, like, yeah, there's 60 people and that's great, uh, but the EO only really thought 30 would show up. So the Terrain is, shall we say, lacking. It's a bit sparse. I seem to remember there being some specific event overseas oh, we that. But we we're, not gonna, we we're not going to beat that, that dead anymore. horse. But you know what I'm we talking about. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. There's just not a lot <laughs> we of terrain. Did that exact last time you were here. Damn it! I just the can't same get London it. GT. I'm sorry, London can't get GT. it out of my head. Um, <laughs> did I? I did, didn't I? You did. Jesus. <laughs> it was over a month ago, but yes, you did. Well, I thought, <laughs> I thought today was the same time as two days ago. So it all just blurs. <laughs> um, so yeah, right. You want to, you want a good, a good mix. So 25% of the board, some sort of terrain, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be line of sight blocking. Uh, generally I'm kind of a 
you know, one quarter, one quarter when that comes. Like, so mm-hmm. a quarter of the board has terrain. Uh, maybe a quarter of the terrain you pick is something like craters that doesn't really block line of sight for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of like bigger stuff, right? Your ruined buildings, your jungles, hills, impassable terrain, stuff like that, scattered hither and yon across the battlefield. Um, but that's where it gets interesting, right? Because, of course, like, for the most part, especially, you know, I feel like for 30K gamers, because we, we're a chiller crowd than most nerds, I feel, um, you just kind of set it up. Unless we talk about addition changes. Unless we talk about addition changes or friggin' Rogel Dorn. Like. <laughs> <laughs> or Gilliman. Or Gulliman Day, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which it's not. It's coming up, though. Don't worry, Mac. We haven't forgotten. <laughs> we'll have a special Gulliman Day edition. Um, uh, shit, where was I? Oh, yeah. Deploying terrain, right? So generally, you make it look cool. And that's fine and dandy, right? Or you have the like, hey, I've picked out all of this terrain. And then your opponent comes over and you try and figure out what the fuck to do with it, right? And that usually falls into two, two categories for pickup games. Uh, the first one, especially when it's like like when I have somebody come over to my house to play, right? I generally have already set up the table. Yeah. And as a good host. Yeah, as a good host, right? You don't want to waste time setting up the table, really. Uh, so I set up the table, the opponent picks table half, right? Yeah. And that's a pretty fair way of doing it. Uh, there's also it's more traditional for things like fantasy. Um, where you'll generate your terrain or just like have the pile and you'll alternate putting stuff down. Yeah. Um, both of those are great, right? They get the job done. Mm-hmm. There is, however, a problem with both of them. Uh, the first one, the kind of gentlemanly, I, I set it up and my opponent picks, you kind of get in a rut, right? Like, yeah, like we, we game at Jesse's house, mm-hmm. Jesse, you know, and same for me, right? Most people have a table's worth of terrain yeah, and it'll get set up one of two ways, which really just depends on like, did I start setting this up on the left side of the table or the right side of the yeah. table? Yep. And that's the way the terrain just is, right? Mm-hmm. And you end up playing on the same one or two different tables constantly, even though you've got like 15 pieces of terrain. Mm-hmm. It could be wildly different to each game. Never is. Um, or the, you know, here's our 10 pieces of terrain. I'm going to put one, you put one, yada, yada, yada. And the problem with that is what what ends up happening, right? Oh, I've got this big three-story building that I'm going to put in my back center, and that's where all my devastators are going to go. And, oh, well, you know, I have a lot of devastators. I've got, like, it's my turn. I'm going to pick this big piece of just, like, you know, rock yeah. face impossible terrain, and I'm going to put it sideways up against the side of the, war- of the board. So it affects nothing. <laughs> Because fuck you. Right. I want my devastators <laughs> to shoot things. Right? Like, that, that's what happens. Yeah. It, yeah. And that's... I mean, when you play in that way, the terrain placement is part of the game itself, too. Yeah. And I, I like the concept of that. Mm-hmm. Right? I like... Because you, you should love your terrain. Sure. Right? And I know, like, most people, like, they're playing at a shop or whatever. So mm-hmm. you're just using the terrain you got. Because it's not like you're going to buy terrain for the shop right people do and bless bless you guys that do but like battlegrounds is beautiful they have yeah they got a ton of stuff all the terrain you can all think the terrain of you want any design it's great yeah. from city to <laughs> the forest we live in a mecca yeah 
Battlegrounds, Midlothian, Virginia. Check it out. Hooray. And still, whenever we play there, you get the box of City Fight terrain and you put it out <laughs> the same damn way. Yeah. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Everybody does. Or it's a nice, like, mirrored deployment, right? That's the yeah. other That's the other one, right? So I've got this. I've placed this tower on the left-hand side in the corner 12 inches up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on the opposite corner, I'll put the exact like a close piece of terrain, the exact position. Look at me. It's balanced. So it was, it was funny. Um, on Sunday, uh, Carol and I were planning, all right, we're going to play a game of heresy. She had some uh, errands to run and stuff. And uh, so I set up the table and I started with a beautiful, like I had a shit ton of terrain because I like my, I like my 30K games looking like Necromunda mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, stuff. So I got this nice all set up and everything. Look at it, tweak it, and over the course of an hour and a half, it was like my Zen garden. I ended up <laughs> making it into a fairly uh, mirror-like. Yeah, map, right. Just because because, because like, nobody wants to be like that guy. Yeah, right. It's like this is this looks cool, but you know, if we roll off and I get this piece, now it's now I'm going to feel like yeah, exactly. Like, are you going to are you going to roll off for deployment zone? Well, yeah. fuck. Then maybe I'm going to get the good side. Yeah, or like like. Last time Stephen was over and we were playing uh, um, Titanicus, like, I built a beautiful table. But part of me was like, ooh, but he generally, like, like when he comes over, he generally goes to that side. (laughs) So, like. And like it's just like you know human yeah. nature. Like you got the seat yeah. you like, and you're the at the side you're like, and you're building off based off of yeah, and, like, and just subconsciously you're yeah. just thinking. So like, am I? Is this is this balanced? Then you look around on the other side of the table. It's like, oh, mm, this doesn't. Yeah, like ah, this right. isn't. This doesn't feel like maybe it's at a disadvantage, and then it winds up being a mirror table. Right? Oh, the sad end of the story too was that she had to. Uh, she got called out, so she had to go uh, on a trip. Uh, so I had to put away the entire table so we can have podcasts this God week. Goddamn, Jesse, that's <laughs> that's sad. That yeah. makes me sad. That's okay. But anyway. The train is not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I've this is something that's bugged me for for years, like literally mm-hmm. years. Because mm-hmm. there are some fun ways of doing it. Like Battlefleet Gothic um, roll a, divides a six by four into six chunks. Yeah. And you roll for each chunk. And on a four up, something's there. And then there's got a table you can roll on. Mm-hmm. And... You know, I placed them on my side of the table, mm-hmm. and you placed them on your side of the table. Eh. Yeah. Now that being said, with Battlefleet Gothic, there isn't as much because it's not a three D game mm-hmm. by any stretch of imagination. So that terrain placement isn't quite as a. Uh, it's not as it's not as critical because yeah. either the whole table doesn't normally get used. I guess it's sure. the best way of describing it yeah. to people that don't really play. There's a lot of real estate. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's plenty of room to maneuver, but also once everything kind of collides, it tends to stay. So you might wind up fighting like around one dust cloud or around a planet or something like that. Objects in orbit tend to stay in orbit. Yeah. Right. It matters a lot for deployment, but after deployment terrain and BFG, it's important. It's there. Mm-hmm. You're not running in and out of it. Like you are, in 40K, 30K, Titanicus, right. that sort of stuff. Uh, and also, it doesn't use a lot of terrain, so there really wasn't anything to port there. Mm-hmm. Um, the old 8th edition fantasy had just a ridiculous way of doing it. It just had a massive chart, and you rolled D6 plus 4 pieces of terrain, uh-huh. 
and then you kind of divided the those rolls in half between the players and you rolled to see what random thing you got mm-hmm. and you deployed it on the table. So you could literally have like an altar of cane, a like altar to corn and a Sigmarite temple within like on the same table. <laughs> like this is not a fucking like interfaith this is, meeting. This is not like, a utopia. Yeah, like that's not how that works. <laughs> um, so it, it got a little weird and I yeah. wasn't like it was fine. Yeah, but it didn't. But it's also, it kind of the quote unquote my fingers are up immersion is uh, taken yeah. away to some extent. It fucks with the immersion a bit and then it's back to that like oh I got an altar of Cain and I'm playing you the dark elf player. Right. That's going to go in the back <laughs> corner where nobody cares. Let's, uh, let's keep that away from you. Yeah. So I didn't love any of it. And again, like it's fine. Like all of these ways of doing terrain make good games. I've been doing it for years. You've mm-hmm. been doing it for years. Everybody does it, but eventually you just want something else. And I finally discovered that something else, Jesse, pray tell I've discovered it. So this is, forgive me. Mm. It comes from historicals. Okay. That's fine. Weird, weird, six millimeter historicals. And I know there's some people on there going, oh, fuck, he's talking about six millimeter again. It's a good scale. <laughs> um, anyway. Titanicus is just jumbo six millimeter. It's 6.125. Don't let anybody tell you it's eight. Uh, <laughs> okay. Six we'll, point we'll, one, we'll get on that discussion yeah, later. We'll get I'm on curious. that. Yeah. All right. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's a game called Age of Hannibal, right? And it's... You know, Hannibal. It's Romans and Carthaginians. Not and the Silence of the Lambs. Not Silence of the Lambs. Not Red Dragon. No, not any We're of that. talking Rome. Yeah, we're talking, yeah, yeah. Death and slaughter with swords the old-fashioned way. Swords that don't have motors in them. But, they, but it has an amazing way of doing terrain. So what you do is you have a terrain deck, right? Okay. So it comes with like a deck of cards, like 40-some cards. Huh, all right. Uh, and then what you do is you so it, it comes to deck of 50 cards and you're supposed to cut it down to 42 based on like where you're playing sure so if you're playing like a desert take out all the rivers if you're playing in a so you can theme it a little bit right so you basically build a terrain deck yeah so you build your terrain That's you build your terrain neat. deck yeah, yeah. right so you theme it yeah uh, and then each side, each player is dealt nine cards randomly, hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And blind. Don't show your opponent. Uh, it's on a six by four table, right? So, and they divide, divide it into one foot grid, right? So there's yeah. 24 places, yeah. right? And then what you do is you take your cards and face down, you alternate placing them starting on your table edge, right? Face so down. I, okay. Face down. So I put a card here, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I'm saying here like anybody, but you can see me. Uh, so you place a card down touching your board edge. Yeah. And then you can place up to two cards in a zone. They have to, it has to be your zone. Like you can't put one in an opponent's, where an opponent's put one. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, or in a zone adjacent to where you've already put a card, including diagonally, right? So it's it's sort of to represent like your scouts that have yeah. scouted the battlefield and like mm-hmm. your army's sort of pregame maneuvering. And you alternate dropping cards until every both players put their cards down, then mm-hmm. you flip the cards over and whoever put the card down places the terrain. Usually in that grid, there's a couple of things like there's a large hill that takes two 
blocks or whatever. And how big is this grid again? Uh, so it's one foot squares. Okay. So four by yeah. six, it's 24. So up to 18 of those are full. Uh, but the thing is, not every card Has is a piece of terrain. Some yeah. of them are just like clear. Okay. Right? Just, yeah. Yeah. So the idea is you can put like, you know, a nice hill on your back line. But if you, and you got to play all of them. Oh, okay. So yeah. if you've only drawn like marshes and swamps for some reason, guess what? There's going to be You're a marsh and swamp, swamp in your deployment zone. Ah, Okay. And then you start building outward from there. Gotcha. Okay, so you have the deck, and you you get to see what your cards. Yeah, are. you see what your cards okay. are. Okay. Uh, so the trick of it is, like I said, a lot of times what people want is something nice in the in their deployment zone in the middle, mm -hmm. right, for good fields of fire, and they want shitty things on the edge. Yeah. But this deployment, like this way of deploying, prevents that because if you want to put shitty things on the edge, you kind of got to start on your edge. Which makes it kind of eh. Gotcha. And okay, finite amount of cards. Yeah. The predetermined way to uh, way to put, deploy. Way and to deploy. so you can also build kind of into your opponent's back line, right? Okay. Because yeah, yeah. it only takes like one, two, three, and then the oh, fourth card. Oh, I see now. Okay. Yeah. So it's the whole table. You, have you just have table to start to on your edge and you can go, oh. well, now I'm going to go here and here. And suddenly... Oh, you you decided to start in the corner because you wanted to put that shitty swamp well away from your stuff. Mm -hmm. Your opponent's dropping terrain in your deployment zone, and it's a river. Good That's luck. pretty cool. It it is. It's wild, and it keeps things fresh. So I'm I'm working on right now, um, porting it over into 30k. Mm -hmm. um, so you need 24 cards if you want to do a regular six by four. Well, but here's the thing. Yeah. Obviously, or you don't want... Or you can do more. You don't want the whole table covered in cards, right? right? Um, so... I mean, I mean, you still have blank cards, effectively. Yeah, you'll still have so. blank cards. But you also don't want everything filled up, because that kind of takes away... Yeah. So maybe go to, like, two-by-twos? Well, no. You can keep the one-by-one, one yeah. and you can say, okay, we're going to... But maybe instead of nine cards, you deal, like... 12 or 13 to get the numbers up to the amount of terrain that you'd want in a 40, 30 K mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. um, and then you go and build a table and it like, it's cool. I've, I've only played the game like once or twice yeah. because somebody hasn't painted all of her tiny Germans. <laughs> wonder who that could be. Mm. Anyway, Jared's also failing me, so it's fine. <laughs> um, but it seems like a really cool way for people to build unique tables every game because you never know what your hand's going to be. You kind of got to guess at what the opponent's doing. Cause like, okay, you know, if there's 40 cards in this deck, I didn't get a single swamp in my hand. Ah, shit. Jesse's probably got a bunch of swamps that are like <laughs> put stuff all over my back line yeah. to protect myself. So you're not just running through yeah, difficult so, terrain. So I'm not stuck in swamps, but also, now Jesse is like putting terrain in the mid table and oh. who knows what that is. And we're going to find out. Um, or, you know, Very you can speed it up. You can speed it up a little bit if you wanted by, you know, you draw the cards, but instead of putting them face down, you, mm -hmm. you know, just put a piece of terrain in there. Yeah. Just cause I got it. That being said, 32 millimeter terrain is going to be a little bit more difficult to uh, keep track of as opposed to six millimeter. I imagine. Well, I thought about that yeah. and I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Because 30K terrain 
tends to boil down to three types of stuff. Difficult terrain, like craters, that's mm-hmm. just difficult and it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, four types, I guess. Uh, things like jungles and forests, which are difficult terrain, and block line of sight, but are just sort of one story. Technically, they don't block line of sight. If you have a real jungle model, you would. <laughs> but, you know, like... You got to play ninth edition for that fun stuff. Uh, we'll see. Um, but then, like, ruins and buildings, you know, stuff you can kind of see through. Mm-hmm. And then big rocks that are impassable terrain. Yeah. And if you just make that, the four different types of terrain, right? Because there's not a lot of specialist mm-hmm. terrain, right? Like No, and, and those would be fairly simple enough to... Yeah. Cause uh, I don't, and I, you could also tailor it to what you happen to own, right? Because that was a big problem with the yeah, age. With the, the trick with the fantasy one is that sometimes you'd be like, oh, well, it wants a ghost fence. I ain't I got no ghost fence. Own a fucking ghost. This is a wizard's tower. I don't own a tower <laughs> model. So, yeah, you'd have to take inventory of what you have and uh, make yeah. cards, which, like, I, I got a lot of terrain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even if That'd it's be something, fun, though. Yeah, yeah, even if it's something like, hey, man, you know, I have exactly enough terrain for mm-hmm. one table, and I gotta play with the. I gotta play with this terrain every game. You now have a deck for your table. Yeah, it'll now Just a predetermined deck. Yeah, it'll be predetermined deck. You're always kind of playing mind games with your opponent on what's going where and where, mm-hmm. what am I doing. So it's not going to be the same perfectly mirrored table yeah. each time you play. That's interesting. I have to try that out because, yeah. like I said, I got a lot of terrain. Mm-hmm. I got some of the special terrain they have called out in the books and stuff too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna try and port it over to 30k and and Titanicus. Titanicus would be awesome. It's just area terrain. Mm-hmm. Does it block a warhound? Does it block a reaver? Does it block a warlord? Bam, four four types mm-hmm. of terrain. There you go. So it's infinitely simple to do. Um, it adds a little kind of interest to the terrain building, yeah. like the. Because really, like, everybody's like, oh, the terrain's the third army on the table. They're right. It yeah. is. But there's never any good. But there's never a, a good way to deploy that army without. Yeah, it's just. I like, I really like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. I have to check that out. Yeah, it's Age of Hannibal. It's delightful. Neat. And a fun rule set. If, you know, you ever want to move your historical wargaming from 30K <laughs> uh, into the ancient world. Get some epic boys. Yeah, get some epic. I mean, space Romans, you're practically there. Mm. Well, you'd have to play Ultramarines, though. So, you know, you give a little, you get a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is cool. I'm going to have to check that out. Mm. Such such are, such are my epiphanies as I sit not playing a Horus Heresy game in too damn long. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess thanks to the uh, Age of Hannibal guys as well for thinking that one up. Yeah. I forget what the guy's name is. He doesn't listen to this podcast anyway. We'll credit them anyway. Thanks, Aja Hannibal. Greg Wagman. That's who the author is. Greg Wagman. Or possibly Chalfant Conley, who is credited in the game design. Who knows? Maybe he's really the brains of the whole operation. We'll thank them both. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're good dudes, presumably. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, right. Hopefully we did no due diligence yep. on these. So if they're monsters for whatever reason, <laughs> like if they're just out here roasting cats on YouTube, like we don't know those guys. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but if you know those guys and they're good dudes, tell them I say hi. I'm super excited to get somebody to paint tiny Germans. <laughs>
There was something else we were going to talk about with terrain. I don't remember. Oh, we were going to talk about the cheap stuff. Yeah. Getting into terrain if you need good cheap stuff. Yeah. Because the GW stuff is amazing. Beautiful. But Jesus. <laughs> you are <laughs> practically. It, yeah, it is a third <laughs> army on the table. And, and in, it shows in on the price wallet. tag. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it's real rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what is a nerd to do? Uh, luckily, you can get some cheap terrain that keeps life doable, right? Um, along with plenty of like third-party companies that do tons and tons and tons of terrain. Uh, not the cardstock. What is the thing I'm thinking of? The wood. MDF. Yeah, MDF. Man, it's been a long day. I'm I'm not even a beer in. I have no excuses. You got some Death Ray Design stuff. Yeah, Death Ray Designs is good. They're local. Uh, well, sort of local. U.S., East Coast, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they've got good stuff. So, like, for buildings and things, it's hard to scratch build, like, a good building if you're not into terrain. Yeah. Right? Without like, it looking like a scratch built yeah, building. Yeah, without it looking like a scratch built building. But I still struggle with that. Even with freaking hills, I struggle. <laughs> I was about to say, but things like hills are easy. Yeah. Um, or like rock <laughs> pillars, right? Everybody likes a good Badlands yeah, rock pillars. Just, just uh, hot glue them yeah, just together get, and just go to town with it on a knife. Get get some wood glue. Go to like your local Lowe's. Buy some pink foam and the two by two sheet. Yep, for like five bucks. That's probably like twenty bucks by now. I have no idea what what it was. It was five three weeks ago. So okay, I think that might okay. have come back around. All right. <laughs> uh, yeah, for a minute there. All construction was wildly expensive, but they've come back around. For the most part. Uh, and then get a a hot knife of some sort. Yep. Yep. Uh, I mean, you can just hack at it, but you will get it into everywhere, and <laughs> it'll just look bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, so, you know, you do that. The trick is you just cut it roughly into the chunks you want, like for a pillar, maybe like four inches to a side, you know, squares. Wood glue it on top of each other, stack a book on top of it, come back the next day, and just whatever hot knife you've got, just wax through it. Um, wear a mask, an N95 one. The fumes are bad. Mm. Well. Do it outdoors should, if you can. Yeah, do it outdoors. And that's That should really be the answer, because I say wear an N95. Now I'm like, I don't know if that actually covers. Yeah. Plus. For foam smoke, because that's really just what it is. It's just plastic smoke in the air I mean, which is particles anyway i'm not a scientist yeah, so i'm not yeah, gonna exactly. give, i'm not gonna give I that type of like, advice <laughs> technically I, like i would assume yes but i, I mean, don't I, know what particles are. yeah fuck if i know if if at the very worst well i use uh, organic vapor masks or or va- organic vapor rated masks yeah that's should, uh, that's the word for it thank god we have that's what somebody. i use for super glue yeah so, ov rated that's the spirit ov rated yeah that's the stuff. Uh, and then you can knock out some pillars. Um, and then there is some spray paint that just came out mm. uh, for foam modeling. That's right. You had a can of that last time I was at your place. I had a can of it. And it is amazing. It's so amazing. We are just stretching time until he gets it on his <laughs> until phone. Until I remember the name of the thing. <laughs> Uh, and now, of course, I'm not on Jesse's Wi-Fi, so it's going to... upgraded Axe Body Wash. <laughs> Can I get this? Fucking YouTube ads! <laughs> Nobody wear Axe Body Wash. 
I like how these are all like, oh, here's the new. New terrain spray new paint. New terrain spray paint foam. And literally none of them are saying what yeah, Well, while, while he's looking for that, I will say, um, if you are not uh, craftily gifted, as I, as I too am not craftily gifted, um, I'm a huge fan of, it's hard to find sometimes, but there's a, a series of stuff of terrain called Battlefield in a Box, which I've Ooh, picked yeah, up. Yeah, those are great. I've picked up uh, plenty of items from there, and they all come pre-painted and very reasonable in price compared to other, like, say, GW stuff. And they usually have also a very large pieces of items as well. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, if you go to, like, a board game or a wargaming convention or stuff, you'll, you might be able to find some of this stuff in, uh, in some of the uh, shops and things. And... Yeah, I have, like I said, I have a few sets pieces, and I absolutely love them. I said you can get some decent, nice, huge craters pre-built, pre-painted. They're like the um, oh, what do they call them? What's the GW ones? The Earth Earth Shaker Cannon mm-hmm. Quake things. Yeah, Battlefield and Box has effectively the exact same thing for Gothic 20- craters. Yeah, <laughs> Gothic craters for like twenty five bucks, and they're massive. They're made of resin. They're pre-painted, and you can't beat that. I said, I'm a huge fan of those. Yeah. And I mean, like that that's the bummer, right? Mm-hmm. It's not so much that you spend money on terrain when you could be spending money on uh, models because like no, nobody really enjoys doing that, right? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I mean, can have other 500 points onto my army instead yeah. of this random house. Yeah. That being said, a lot of people also uh, like terrain. A lot of people super love terrain. I really get into it for Necromunda. Mm-hmm. Like, I love building Necromunda terrain. Um also, it's a pain in the ass to paint terrain, right? I could be painting my my army. It can be. But Luckily, I just hit it with a huge dry brush mm-hmm. for the most part mm-hmm. and add a few details here and there. But yeah, at the, the same time- the box stuff, you don't worry about any of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I really promise, like guys, we, we don't, we're not important enough to get money from people. Like <laughs> we get money from our Patreons. That is it. <laughs> yeah. So when we like a thing, it's just because we like a thing. And also with building terrain stuff, uh, check out the Terrain Tutor on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We had him on like a year and a half, year and ago. He's a really, really awesome dude over in the UK. Uh, give his channel a check out. He also has a book out, which has some really cool pointers and stuff. I don't know if it's in a regular print or not, because I got mine from his Kickstarter. Mm. But definitely worth a check. Yeah, or the old, weirdly, the old uh, GW How to Make Wargaming Terrain. <laughs> Like you know, I actually, I, I had that book. I think you got me that book at some point. Yeah, and I was going to bring my my copies because they came out with two, a red one from like the early 90s uh-huh. and then a kind of like the updated gr- yeah. like 20, 2003, 2004 one. Um, some of the things are a little dated. Like here's my styrofoam ball that I put toothpicks in and painted it. <laughs> and it's an alien plant. But we- some of them like super hold up. Yeah. Uh, especially some of the the interesting ways they make buildings. If you really want to do that yourself, it, it's really fun to see how far we've come. <laughs> oh, it's wild! It's like thumbing through, like especially that '90s one, man. Mm. If I could take my paints and teleport myself back to 1993, I would win so many golden demons. You like Just throwing a wash what on is it? This? I washed it. The face is it goblin green. <laughs> Mind blown! Thank you for coming to my TED talk. Um, no, oh. but I actually, I remember the, the foam, yeah. the spray paint. And by remember, I mean, I found it on the internet. <laughs> uh, 
So Army Painter has this stuff called Game Master Terrain Primer. Okay. It's black magic. Mm. Um, I bought a can of it. It's a little expensive. Uh, it's all the good stuff is. It's one of those. It's not quite a half can. It's like a, yeah, it was a bit. It was like a, little, a, a little on the smaller side. Three fifths can, yeah. something like that, and it's twelve bucks. So it's not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's that's it's, the rate for GW. Yeah, primer, I was about to say it's like. But if you're used to like the three dollar Rustoleum, uh, this is not that. Yeah. However, you can spray it directly onto every surface I've tried, like. Like the styrofoam. actual pink foam, yeah, straight up styrofoam. Like Does not melt the it. bubbly stuff doesn't melt it at all. Uh, good coverage, good coats. Comes in like five or six different colors, oh, so okay. you can get like, and it's and it's all made specifically for terrain, right? Mm-hmm. So the colors are too. So you get like the green is like a dark woodland green, or it's got like a tan, yeah. or. Um, there's one that's like Dungeon, which is what I've got. Dungeon and Subterranean, so which like color, etching, colors etching. to actually match yeah, decent terrain. Yeah, the foundation color for terrain, Very right? Very cool. It's a great like not quite black, not quite brown kind of gray. Yeah. Uh, and I did that for all my rock terrain. Mm-hmm. That's just that styrofoam stuff that I was saying. I just, you know, made a stack, cut some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Primed it, gave it a couple dry brushes. It was done, and it was amazing. Nice. Another quick for um, because I think uh, Will talked about this before. A good way to get like a good serious amount of uh, base paint for training stuff is to get a sample of it. Yeah, any local any uh, paint paint store hardware store hardware like- store. Get like yourself like a sample thing, which is like I don't know like. Bucks. Yeah, and it'd be like 500 grams, 1,000 grams worth of paint and pretty damn and close. And it's and dinge. It's close enough for terrain. Yeah, it it is a little hard sometimes, especially if you're using that as your base coat. Yeah. Um, if you're doing it on a plastic, like model plastic. You sure find it. But it's terrain. Acrylic. It's terrain, so yeah. you're really not, right? It's, you also just it's, prime it. Yeah, prime it first. Um, but for stuff like foam or, you know, the popsicle stick fort you built mm-hmm. uh which sounds real cheap but i've made some nice ones in my time <laughs> like it's it's good uh good plank size for 28 millimeter actually yeah go to a hardware store find a color you like or bring in a, a swath of the paint that you want mm-hmm. get yeah, it color I, matched yeah i mean and will had a great idea you just get match it to like a base tone gw color and off you go yeah, and have it won't be exact color. but it'll be damn close enough for you to it'll be and you might find a cool color in their actual selection, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the other things I like doing is you can find texture paint. So if mm-hmm. you're making – I know most people, including myself, are on like the mats, right? The, yeah. The neoprene mats. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're going old school and actually making like board table chunks, uh, you can get textured spray paint. Yeah. Yep. To give it just that little bit of spackle instead of the old version mm-hmm. of like, now you've made your foam. Apply Elmer's glue and dust it lightly with sand. Wait six hours and put on a second. No, oh. fuck that. It's <laughs> spray paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, not straight over the foam because you're just melted into a million pieces or one tiny goopy piece. But, you know, gets the job done real quick. It's mm-hmm. delightful. I also found um, if you just mix a whole bunch of sand and glue together. Mm-hmm. If you have like, a, like, you know, an industrial sizing and glue, mm-hmm. dump it in sand and just make a mix and if you're making like a large swath of something. Yeah. I've also done the same thing, uh, but with paint. 
just like dump sand straight into paint. Yep. Yep. Uh, of course, at quick and the, dirty astrogranite real quick. Yeah. Of course, at the time I was living in LA, so I just walked down to the beach, you know, <laughs> strained out the heroin needles and was right, right to it. it. <laughs> what? It was Santa Monica. Yeah. Of course you had to strain out the heroin needles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um. Yeah, if you guys have any good ideas out there too, feel free to uh, leave a comment on this. Uh, yep, on our Facebook page or Twitter or Instagram, wherever. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at our Thirty K Podcast. If you got more stuff to talk about, don't get me wrong. I was just that was a good segue into it. Was uh, a good segue. Yeah. Until I just completely and now you ruined it. it. It's all right. The editing guy will take this out and post. Yep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Facebook and yeah, me. Facebook and Twitter at rr30k podcast. You can find us on Instagram at rr30k. You can check out our website rr30k.com, our unofficial horse heresy website, mm-hmm. where you'll find links to all our episodes and the Battlefleet Heresy Compendium, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is Austin Stevens' homebrewed shenanigans of playing Battlefleet Gothic set in the Age of Darkness. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Playing a game tomorrow, actually. Oh, even yeah, even better. Nice. You can also uh, we also have uh, the Old World podcast. Yep, perils and portents. Sorry, <laughs> like, you can tell yep, I, that's, can. I don't edit that one, so I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jesus. Pat. I apologize. <laughs> Jesus. Um. Yep, and check out Heresy Grad School, Heresy Book Club. Lost Transmissions is what Austin and Steven did for Battlefleet Gothic, Battlefleet Heresy. Mm-hmm. So if you're curious and yeah, we should be to listen to it soon. Yeah, it's been too long. It real has. It real has. And we made so many promises, and we've kept. Well, we've kept one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes we have a bad time following through, but we try to make it every goddamn week. So it's in the middle of a pandemic, boys and girls. Like, <laughs> and work has not slowed down for any stretch of the My work has only sped up. <laughs> yep. Past three months, every week has been the busiest week ever for me in my whole career. So it's been uh, great. That's why you get paid the big bucks, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, again, yeah, this podcast is a lot of fun to make and it's cool to see people enjoy it. And if you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support it financially to pay for server costs, website hosting costs, and the like, go over to patreon.com forward slash rr30k. as where our Patreon is. Yeah. And I honestly, I can't stress enough how much none of us actually make money on this. Uh, like your, your money goes to like making it better to listen to because Jesse's been able to get mics that look like we're actually professional midway through the pandemic yeah you might notice that yes even though we were away from each other we actually sound a lot better that's because i got to pay for some premium voip uh website yeah clean feed check it out yeah um or like fun stuff that goes back to like patreons or like when we run events we like our swag fund which we started up and then only had the opportunity to run one event. And so now the swag fund has just been building. Yeah. Um, but we promise we'll have cool stuff. <laughs> Fuck, what was I going to say? Son of a bitch. I have no idea. You were thinking of other fun stuff. Yeah. Other fun stuff that we've gotten recently. This is your kick-ass amazing. soundboard. He's got a legitimate soundboard in here, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know. I don't know if you know. He looks 
like he's at a discotheque in like Europe circa 2000, like 19. Yeah. Right. We've got decent podcast equipment. Thanks to you guys. In case you haven't noticed, like we, we've had this for a little bit of while now, but I guess now it is a formal thank you guys. Yes. Yes. It is a formal thank you. If being you able to use it again since yes. the pandemic has been really nice. It has. It has been. And if you don't believe us, go listen to our very first episode. <laughs> then come back. And it's not just because we didn't know what we were doing. We didn't have anything to do anything. No, it was both. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it we was both. We didn't have anything to work we, with and we didn't know what we were doing. It's true. Um, so thank you all for that. Yeah. It's been fun. It will continue to be fun. We'll probably do. I I would like to get back into maybe some live shows mm-hmm. where our patrons can come in and uh, do some chat. Yeah, that was a ton of fun. That was like, a lot of fun. I think I was only in one of them. If we've done more than one, we've only done like we've one. On, we've only and done it's a one. Shame. Yeah, it was, we're gonna work on that. It's a ton of fun. Yeah, this holiday season because it you know it always slows down during the holidays. Maybe we'll have one for Gulliman Day. Oh, a live Gulliman Day episode. Live Gulliman Day episode. All right, we're going to see if we can make that happen. Yeah. Nope, we promise nothing. <laughs> Keep your ears open uh. and eyes on the Facebook or Twitter or wherever. God, that was a completely mangled uh, post-show note thing. So anyway, <laughs> that being said, thanks again to our patrons, starting with our Legion Praetors, Alex Self, Chaplain Asar, Chris Mack, Garner.Tree of Woe, Joe from Music City Heresy, Luke Rizzuto, Matthew Boyce, Mr. Baldwick, Nicholas Quenga, Sar Luther, Taco Tuesday or Bus 22, Rock and Roll McDonald's, and what's Ligma? Legion Centurions, Aaron Maynard, Andrew N., Angry Boy, Dave Jones, Duncan, Ed, John Christensen, M. Tanzer, Gore Crow, Queen Corswain, Scott LeMay, and the original Applesauce. And finally, our Legion Sergeants, Agrippina, Emily O'Hare, Garrett Lowe, Mr. Sear, Nick Gillen, the Zoy, and what do I call myself? Once again, thank you all so much for your support. We really appreciate it, and it just motivates us to keep on doing this. If you like the show, spread the word. Tell two of your friends. Yes. That's it, it's what one yes. podcast I was listening to said, so tell two of your friends. I said, like, okay, that's kind of cool. I mean, they get millions of listeners, but they still tell you to talk to two friends. Yeah, that, that does give a much wider net than... Uh then they got 3 million well, listeners. Yeah. We'll have like 30 if everyone tells two of their friends. But you know what? <laughs> Doesn't matter because this is fun. It is. We do have a lot of fun doing it. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, 50 years from now. Yeah. When <laughs> my grandkids will say, what did you do in the great pandemic <laughs> of the 20s? I'll say, oh, fuck. I just, <laughs> I swear to God, we had the podcast before. <laughs> But we're looking to uh, new and exciting things, and we will be here when 2.0 drops. Yeah. And we're gonna, we're just going to podcast uh, the hell out of it. Yeah. Get it all right here on the Remembrancers Retreat. Yeah. <laughs> An unofficial 30K Horus Heresy podcast. And specialist games. And specialist games. Unofficial for that, too. Unof- yeah. 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 GW doesn't let us do any of that. No. Yeah. We would. But we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks again. Bye for now. Keep those dice rolling.